This episode of the AT Tips Cast is sponsored by TextHelp Systems, provider of award-winning literacy solutions, including Read and Write Gold and Fluency Tutor. For more information, go to www.texthelp.com. That's www.texthelp.com. Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode number 73, recorded on April 17th, 2011. I was recently asked to write an article about online learning for a partnership between the International Society of Technology and Education, or ISTE for short, and the Council of Ontario Directors of Education, or CODE for short. You can learn more about ISTE and their online courses over at ISTE.org, and you can learn more about CODE from www.ontariodirectors.ca. A version of the article is being published by CODE for their newsletter, The Code Chronicles, but according to the spirit of the article, I thought it would be best to have the article exist in multiple formats. Therefore, I'm putting it out as an episode of the AT Tips cast as well. In fact, I'll have a link to the text of this article and a comic strip pertaining to this article over at the blog attipscast.wordpress.com. Embedded within the article are a few AT tips as well, even though they aren't labeled as such. Enjoy! Universal Design for Learning in Online Courses by Christopher Bouguet On February 1, 2011, the Center for Applied Special Technology, or CAST, released an updated version to the guidelines for the Universal Design for Learning Framework, or UDL. Like version 1.0, the guidelines continue to focus on educators structuring curricula and lessons in such a way to provide options to meet the variety of needs of all learners. Educators using these guidelines consider multiple ways to represent information, multiple means for individuals to express what they know, and multiple methods of engaging the participants. A wide array of technologies are utilized by educators to provide these options to those participating in the learning environment. One of the major changes embedded within version 2.0 of the UDL guidelines is an adjustment in terminology. Rather than calling the participants students, the new guidelines address those participating in the educational environment as learners. The change in terminology was applied to help widen the scope of UDL to include any individual, regardless of age. With this change in mind, the underlining principles of UDL should not only be applied to school-age students, but to adult learners as well. When conducting online professional development workshops, educators providing the training can use the UDL principles to differentiate the experience for every learner. In order to do this, the professional developer can use the three pillars of UDL to provide a rich, multimodal learning experience. Online professional development courses provide an opportunity and environment for educators to plan out a variety of modalities by which the participants can experience content, demonstrate knowledge, and make meaningful interactions. When creating an online course, the educator develops a plan of learner outcomes. Similar to the curricula for school-age learners, these become the goals of the course and provide a tentpole upon which the entire course is designed. From there, the educator begins to think about all the different methodologies for presenting the content. Traditionally, text can be used as a starting point, but in order to engage all learners, multiple means need to be incorporated from the beginning. Therefore, along with text, professional developers might consider providing audio clips, images, video clips, and interactive simulations for the learner to experience. 
Audio clips can be auto-generated by using a speech-to-text converter, such as www.vazme.com. Alternatively, perhaps preferably, audio can be created by the educator through the use of a voice recording system, such as www.vocaroo.com, or the open-source software program Audacity from audacity.sourceforge.net. Yet another way to provide content using audio is to refer the learner to a podcast episode on the topic. A wide range of free and openly shared content is available in audio format via podcasts. iTunes is one example of a free podcast aggregator that can be used to find relevant audio content. The old adage, a picture is worth a thousand words, continues to ring true for 21st century learners. Creating or sharing found images provides a visual representation of a concept. Still images, such as individual digital photos, are only one type of visual representation. Multimedia slideshows, such as those found or created on sites like photopeach.com or vuvox.com, can also be used. Furthermore, comic generators like bitstrips.com and pixton.com allow users to create visual representations using cartoons. Video provides another form of media to engage learners. Like audio and images, the professional developer can choose to generate their own video clips or utilize the multitude of free, openly shared content available on the internet from sites such as YouTube, SchoolTube, and TeacherTube. Even the most basic of digital cameras can be used to create short video clips, but tools such as web cameras or digital video cameras can also be used to create digital videos. Sites like extranormal.com, vokey.com, Blabberize.com and Kerpoof.com provide users with the ability to create short digital videos and animations without the use of a digital camera. Using the tools built into the websites, professional developers can quickly incorporate an engaging and entertaining video into their course as a way to demonstrate a topic. Interactive websites provide users with the ability to engage in active learning, reading text, Listening to audio and viewing video are all passive ways to acquire information. Interacting with an environment, or others within an environment, provides the learner with an experience that is dynamic. Sites like SecondLife.com allow users to create a three-dimensional representation of themselves, which navigates and interacts within a virtual environment. Two-dimensional games, simulations, and social interactions can also be used for learners to experience content. By using multiple modalities, the learner is given the opportunity to experience the content by listening to it, watching it, reading about it, and interacting with it. These same modalities can then be used by the learners to express what they've learned. Learners can be expected to utilize text, audio, images, video, or simulations to create rich projects that are meaningful on a personal level. In this way, learners aren't just completing a project to demonstrate what they've learned, but creating something authentic that can be used in their own practice. It's important to remember that the professional developer is not requiring each participant to experience every modality. The professional developer is providing options from which the learners can choose. Some learners may choose to read blog posts about the topic, while others might choose to listen to the audio, while still others might choose to play the interactive game or watch the video. Of course, some learners may choose to experience the content in more than one way as well. The role of the professional developer in an online course is to provide as many options as possible for each type of learner to experience the content and express what they've learned in their own way. 
When an online course is developed and executed using the principles of universal design for learning, the result becomes something that transcends the traditional learning experience. Participants walk away from the course with a sense that the experience was customized to meet their unique styles of learning, which ultimately results in a more internalized synthesis of the content. What do you think about using a multimodal approach to online learning? Have your online learning experiences been structured in this way? If so, how'd it work for you? If not, would it have benefited you to have the content provided in various ways? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this subject. Leave a comment on the blog, or send me a piece of audio, or create a video response using one of those websites I mentioned, or maybe make a comic, or come up with some other way to express and share your opinion. You can contact me via email at attipscast at gmail.com. Speaking of online learning, Beth Poss and I are doing a presentation in Second Life on using free or nearly free tools you can use to differentiate instruction for the Patents Project, promoting achievement through technology and instruction for all students. That presentation is going to take place on May 2nd at 4 o'clock. I'll have a link to where you can register for the free event over at the blog attipscast.wordpress.com. We'd love for you to come join us in Second Life and have some fun. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, and may all your online courses be multimodal.